the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I am Scott Furrow, your host. It's great to be with you today, wherever you may be. And where you may be is working from home. Maybe you're driving home from work. Maybe you are quietly quitting. Do you know what that term is? We're going to talk about it here in just a minute. Here's a question for you. Do you like working from home? And do you feel like you get more or less done when you work from home? Or do you need to be in an office or someplace else? And a, a secondary question, because in a way, this is what I'm getting at today, is are you living to work or working to live? a big question among people today, especially younger people who are doing something called quietly quitting, which is becoming a big deal. Give me a call. Let me know your thoughts. Join the conversation. 888-528-2557. la talks That's 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right. Have you heard about this quiet quitting? To me, when I hear quiet quitting, it's sort of like uh, that employee who just stops showing up, right? And they just, they just quit. They didn't tell anybody. You know, people do that. And, uh, you know, I've worked with people before at different jobs where they don't show up for a couple of weeks. They don't tell anybody. And then they show back up and sit down at their desk and you go, what are you doing? Well, I'm back to work. No, you got fired two weeks ago because you haven't been here. Uh, that's not what it means. So that's not at all what it means. There is a trend now, and you can find this trend on social media, it's called quiet quitting, and it's created a lot of debate, a debate about the purpose of work, about are we overworking each other too much in our jobs? Do you ever feel like you're overworked? Um, and then how much effort should we put into our job? When should we go above and beyond? You know, for me, probably my generation and older, above and beyond was, I wouldn't say necessarily, sometimes it's expected for sure, but it was always rewarded above and beyond. But the trend now is to say, nope, if you've got a 40-hour week job, you put in your 40 and that's it. Don't go in for the weekends. Don't do anything extra at night. Uh, do um, the minimum that you are called upon to do. But it's not, It's not. you know, the argument would be it's not laziness. It's saying, hey, you're paying me for 40 hours, so I'm going to give you 40 hours, but not anymore. What do you think about this? It has drawn uh, a lot of attention and things have changed because of the pandemic. Things have changed as people started working from home. Um, I, I've always been terrible at working at home until the pandemic and I was forced to for a little while. And then I got pretty good at it. The, the trouble for me for working from my house is I have too many distractions. You know, I'm I'm working from home, but I got to go clean the kitchen or maybe I need to do something in the yard or maybe this needs to get fixed. Um, maybe I need to take a nap. I mean, who knows what in the world I'm going to do. I'm there by myself. Maybe there's something on TV. Um, and it was bad. I just never could do it. During the pandemic, I had to do it. And actually, I got pretty good at it. Uh, I'm more of a if I'm not in an office, I need to be in a Starbucks or someplace that is a coffee shop somewhere, someplace that's noisy, but it, it kind of drowns out. And then I feel like it's uh private space. I do pretty well. 
where do you do your work best? And do you feel like this is a, a positive change? Let me give you some examples. If you're on social media, you'll hear this from a lot of younger people who are defining what it means to quiet quit. And the idea is not to quit your job, actually, but the idea is to work to live instead of living to work. That's what is often said, to stay on the payroll wherever you're working. But outside of that payroll, focus on fun and fulfilling activities outside of work, that life is more about those things than it is about work. Here's a way that some people will describe it online. I just heard about this term called quiet quitting, and I realized that is what I've been doing against my will. That's what my body and my mind have been forcing me to do. It's quietly quitting the stress and the worry and the hustle and all those things. And the most interesting part about it is nothing's changed. I still work just as hard. I still get just as much accomplished. I just don't stress and internally rip myself to shreds. And it's beautiful. Now, that music that's in the background, I didn't add that. That's part of uh, these clips are from uh, TikTok, social media platform, where you give the Chinese government all of your personal information. Most people don't care. It's uh, taking off in popularity. And people post these videos that are a few seconds long where they uh, tell these stories. And so quietly quitting is something that a lot of people are describing. And like this guy, what he's saying is that I, in his case, he's decided he's been doing this for a while just sort of backing off the things that are extra that are causing stress, and uh, he loves it. Here's another person. I recently learned about this term called quiet quitting, where you're not outright quitting your job, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond. You're still performing your duties, but you're no longer subscribing to the hustle culture mentality that work has to be your life. The reality is it's not, and your worth as a person is not defined by your labor. So that is a, a lot of modern philosophy there about work that uh, you are not defined by your labor. That's not your identity. I don't think that's bad. You know, I think, you know, for some of us, maybe we struggle because our identity is our work. You know, what do you do, Scott? Well, I'm a radio show host. Um, what if I'm not? Or I used to be a pastor. I, you know, does that change? Does my identity change somehow or whatever job you have? I think that's an interesting uh, piece to it. What is, how do we define ourselves? And is it wrong to be in a job where you feel like you want to hustle? This is where I think it gets a little bit controversial. Should you hustle in your workplace or should you do the bare minimum? Like if it's not my job description, I ain't going to do it. Is that what people are saying? 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. would love to know what you think about it. And are you working from home? Are you quietly quitting? Are you deciding that you're going to focus more on things outside of work in your life and work a little less? You know, or how do you feel about that trend? Maybe you're an employer and you're hearing this and you're worried about your employees working uh, too much, or maybe you're thinking they don't worry work enough or worry enough, which is kind of what it is, right? Uh, the youngest generation, what they're saying is that um, they often wish that the older generations wish this was understood about work, that something is changing, that the younger generation isn't going to give their whole life over to their, their workplace. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I had a job once, one of my uh, post-college jobs, first big job I had really, 
where I was pretty well paid, relatively speaking, for somebody in their early 20s. I was working for a company called uh, Science Applications International Corporation. They're still out there. Great company. They leave, They were back then. I suppose they still are. They broke them into several different companies. But when I worked there, uh, it was a monster company, huge company. And people worked. Uh, we had people all across the country working there. Um, but SAIC was the initials. They still go by that. The joke internally was it was called Saturdays Are Included because we worked there all the time. We had weekends. We had late nights. At one point in that job, I was working 100 hours a week, 100 hours. That's what I put on my time card. And I, I had a job where I was on call 24 hours. I was the, I was the customer service agent for the Globe and it was a global company. And back then we had calling cards. And if you couldn't use your calling card or you had some kind of trouble somewhere on the planet, I was the guy you called. So I could be working at any time, day or night. And um, the great part about it, though, is I was an hourly employee. So I was getting paid time and a half and then double time for all of that extra. So I was getting paid super well. And they called me in one day and they said, we want to uh, make you a salaried employee. And I said, OK. And they said, uh, what do you think you should be paid? So I wrote down a number on a piece of paper, and I slid it across the desk, and they slid it back to me, and they said, we can't pay you that. I said, you're paying me that now. Uh, I'm already paying. They're already paying me that. It was a big number for back then. And then they wanted me to chart my hours. Like, how is it that you're working all these hours? And they wanted a lot of detail. And I thought that's fair. They, They deserve to know how much I'm working. So I write down my hours and all the different things. And it turned out of that 100 hours... Forty and a half of those hours were in meetings, in company, corporate meetings that I was forced to be in, mostly teleconferences. And they said, how much of that time is really valuable to what you do? And I said, about two hours of it. I would say of the 40 hours you have me in meetings, there's probably two hours that I need to be in there. And uh, they fixed things pretty quick at that point. They excused me from a bunch of meetings. Do you ever do that? Do you have a You probably have. We didn't have Zoom back then. Actually, it was brand new. It wasn't Zoom, but we had teleconferencing that was brand new. This company was a government contractor, so it was a high-technology company. Amazing things that were going on back then uh, in the 90s. And we actually did have uh, some video chat capability. And – but we – most of the phone calls we did were on the phone or, you know, meetings were on the phone, teleconferences. And we actually played teleconference bingo because most of us on those phone calls – were didn't really need to be there and you needed to be there for maybe something that would come up all of a sudden so you had to wait but most of the time it was things being discussed that have nothing to do with your job area and you're just on the phone there wasn't much you could do so we played bingo we had these bingo cards and we emailed them out to each other and it was corporate words it was things like you know proactive uh you know uh budget whatever words and then you'd play bingo and you had little pieces and the funny part was is that to win and people would send in, you know, $5 to a pot and you would have this little reward at the end. And it was, you know, across the country, people playing on this call. To win, though, you had to insert the word bingo into the actual conversation. So to get the bingo, it wasn't enough just to have all of your pieces lined up. You actually had to jump into the conversation at some point and use the word bingo, which was hilarious. So if I got a bingo on something, I would wait until there was something I could actually speak to on the con- on the uh, phone call. And I would say, you know what? I can take care of that bingo. It's done. 
and you throw bingo in there somehow. Well, the, the corporate heads and everybody you know, running those calls, they had no idea this was going on. And as soon as somebody would say bingo, you'd start to hear all these clicks, click, 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 click. And what it is is everybody hitting the mute button to either laugh or to curse because they didn't get the bingo. Um, 40 hours a week I was doing that. And uh, I was a young person, but I was tired. And I liked the salary. That part was good. All right, 888-528-2557. We're talking about the new trend that's called quietly quitting. And really the, the work ethic questions that it brings up. Quietly quitting isn't quitting your job, but it's essentially uh, doing the minimum of work. Uh, not what people, most people would argue is not to be lazy, but to say, hey, you're paying me for this amount of time. I'm not going to do more. I'm not going to go the extra mile. I'm not going to go above and beyond. Is that a healthy attitude or a not very good attitude? 888-528-2557. Let's go with Jessica in Boyle Heights. Jessica, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm 20 years old and I work. I've been, I don't, I'm not in school at all. Yeah. But that whole term of like, you know, working what I'm going to get paid for in that 40 hours or, or even 20 hours a week, I'm going to do all that. And to me, that's kind of like, I'm a Christian as well, so when you put your heart into the eternal perspective and like do it for God, it just, it makes you think like differently. Cause then mm. you're not really, you don't necessarily care like about, Oh, okay. 40 bucks. I'm getting paid 15 an hour, whatever. It's more like, no, I'm gonna give them my all. But I know that I'm aware of that. Like, like it's not like something I want to do, Yeah. but it's, it's more like I necessarily need to do it for family, for I'm determined because Christ is my center. And then I'm determined because, there's necessities need to be done. My bills, because who else is going to pay my bills? <laughs> right. You're, you're 20 yeah, years like, old. You're 20 years old, yeah. Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good attitude, I think, for 20 years old. What do you do if you don't mind me asking? You're working somewhere. Uh, oh, you're asking where I work at? Yeah. You don't have to say. Oh, I work at a Blaze Pizza. In oh. Pasadena. Oh, I love Blaze Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you're working there and you're paying your bills. Do you feel like people that you work with, there's probably a lot of people there your age, have they talked about quietly quitting in this trend? Is it something yeah. you've heard about? <laughs> Every day. I'm Every day. It. I'm surrounded by it. It's complaining. It's uh, whatever. And then want to be clean. It's, I don't know. It's, but I love everybody I work with. So I cannot say what, what, what. But yeah. I'm determined to be that light to those around me to be like, no, let's get this done. And yeah, God, he, he liked, he, we get it done. Like we we're quick and we're speedy and we do it. I do it unto the Lord. And I do pray that we all do it secretly behind the walls. I'm like, Lord, I pray that we all do it for you, even though they won't, don't believe. And, you know, but I just, I'm really motivated. Just, um, who knows? Maybe God could promote me to a manager or something. That's my hope. But even if I don't, it's like I still got to do things I got to do. Yeah. If, I'm out of, if you're out of school, then, yeah, you're going to work. So don't complain. You're blessed to have a job. There's people that are homeless on the street, and they don't got no job. Right. And they come in doing, like, prostitution. I've seen things like that around me. So it's like, you know, it's like, let's not complain. Let's be more thankful because that's what I've been learning. God's been teaching me. Let's be thankful we got a job. Let's get things done. And by, even if it's nothing I don't like doing, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. And you grow more character and endurance doing something. That, you know, yeah, that, that's awesome, Jessica. And never lose that. You know, you're you're going to have ups and downs in the different jobs that you're going to have for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, and definitely. you know what? There's going to be people who yell at you for uh, something on their pizza they didn't want. Yeah, and, yeah. And that, I've had that so many times. 
it doesn't, you know, and it doesn't end whatever job you have. Somebody's going to yell at you for something. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, you quoted Colossians, you know, tw- chapter three. Whatever you do, work heartily, is for the Lord, and not for man. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive your inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Great, Amen. great I attitude, agree. Jessica. Thank you so much for calling and sharing that. I'm glad that you pray for your uh, coworkers too. Encourage them. Uh, in the same way, I think it'll rub off. People will remember you, uh, you know, especially when things don't go well for them. They're going to remember yeah. Jessica and uh, her attitude. That's that's great. All Thank right. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, Jessica, thanks Got for calling it. Southern California Live. God bless you. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. We're talking about the trend, and Jessica said everybody talks about it. She hears about this every day, the trend of what's called quietly quitting, and there's a balance, though. The balance is the idea of quietly quitting is you're not quitting your job, but you're not going above and beyond either. You're just going to be there to um, to get the uh, to get paid for the time that you put in. And what some people will say is that um, this is a good thing because you can spend more time with family or going out and doing things that are fun or more enjoyable. What do you think about this? Is this a healthy thing or not a healthy thing? 888-528-2557. Cindy in Chino Hills. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Cindy. I just wanted to call in. Hi, how's it going? Good. What are your thoughts? I'm real- All right. Well, um, I see this attitude reflected in my jobs, and I have two jobs. Uh, one is in a grocery store, one of the trendiest customer service driven stores, uh, and the other one is seven for the school district. And I see the attitude reflected more than I hear talked about. Um, but I definitely agree with Jessica. She was saying how whatever we do, we should do unto the Lord. But also your work ethic reflects your character, which should be a character of uh, integrity if you're a person that's a believer. But more importantly, I think the name doesn't really reflect the shift. Mm. I think it's a value shift because, you know, back in the day, people had a a value to work like, you know, you were talking about working 100 and something hours. The value shift is just shifting from um, you have consumers and you have savers. And now you're just having more of a balance of meeting in the middle because people are quitting the idea of being, uh, consumed completely by capitalism that they have to work and they have to own this house and they have to, you know, have these things traditionally that reflected your value. But I think the value system of people are shifting where they're finding more of a balance of work-life balance. And that's something that I've been really uh, working on. Oh, we might have lost your call you there. Know, cutting down. Back. Go ahead, you're back. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I've really been working myself on, um, like, just living a more minimalist lifestyle Hmm. so I can work less to have more of a work-life balance as opposed to continuing that rat race of, you know, what traditionally, you know, you have to work hard 100 years, save for a house, you need the picket fence, you know. But I think it's just a shift in careers now that people can be self-employed online which is also rolling over in, you know, uh, shifting that value system of you work years they were. That's 
All right. I think we lost you there at the end uh, there, Cindy. But I think I know where you're going. Thank you for your call with that. You know, I think that there is a balance here, right? And that's a question that I would you know, propose to you on the quietly quitting. Is it laziness? Is it I'm just not going to be a hard worker and I'm going to complain? That might be one side. But on the other side, is it, you know what, what really matters in life? And should I knock myself out for a few more comforts in this world um, and in the process, sacrifice time with my family or time with my friends. Uh, Cindy, I didn't get a chance to ask her. She's working two jobs. Sounds like she works at a grocery store, but she's also a substitute teacher. So she probably comes and goes maybe in, in that job. Um, and you, and she was talking about being a minimalist. Are there things that you do in your life that you have let go of that you think maybe everybody's pursuing this, but I don't need it? I think that is a good value to have. Uh, for so many of us that maybe if, you know, if the reason we're working so hard is not to pay basic bills or get our education, but it's to have stuff um, and we're sacrificing family time, we're sacrificing time with our friends or just time to do some enjoyable things, uh, then that's a good reason, I think, to make some adjustments. What do you think about this? 888-528-2557. Work ethic in general. And where this quietly quitting is coming from, Cindy noted it's it's a difficult term because quietly quitting sounds like I'm ghosting my job, which means I'm just disappearing, that, you know, I'm I'm just going to step out and not do it and sort of job abandonment, we, we used to call that. That's not what it is. It's to say, you know what, I don't want a promotion. I don't want to do something extra. And it's a, it's a statement that says I'm not going above and beyond. Is that generally a good idea or is it a, a dangerous attitude? What do you think? What's your experience with this? If you are quietly quitting and you've used that term, uh, what has been your thoughts or if people are around you? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We are with you every day from Monday through Friday. And I'll be back in a moment as the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good to be back with you. Beamed back into the chair as fast as I could there. Sorry for the noise. You're listening to Southern California Live. I am Scott Furrow, 888-528-2557. We're talking about quietly quitting I think the term quietly quitting was actually coined by the Wall Street Journal in an article a while ago. Maybe not. Maybe they stole it from probably somebody off of social media that came up with it. But the idea is not quitting your job, but you're going to work less. Here's kind of the idea. The idea of quietly quitting is that you don't put in extra time at your workplace. You don't go above and beyond. You do what you are paid to do. So the idea is you're not supposed to be not supposed to be lazy. Some people, I think it is laziness, but for other people are saying, no, this is the time. And it's a boundary issue. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to go do fun things. And there are a few things that are key to it. Uh, one is working for a company that you care about and a boss you respect, somebody wrote. And, um, and then what they say is that it, we don't see the point. This one person writing, um, her name is Erica. She says, we don't see the point of clocking in super early and clocking out super late if it's only to show face and uh, to work at a place where there's something that you believe in and uh, that you always want to be in a place where you learn. 
I don't know if that's really the attitude of it, but it is an interesting thing. And young people, especially, this is the approach that is being taken towards work. If you're an employer, you know this. You have to you have to deal with it. You can't. It's not just one person. It's it's a generation of people, and a lot of people are speaking out online about it and encouraging it or discouraging it. What do you think? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Angela in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, thank you. How are you? I'm good, Angela. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, yes, I'd like to comment on that. I'd like to say that I'm in that mode, as you can say. You're in that right mode? Now, I've been, yes, I've been quietly quitting for five years now, and i got five more to go before I actually retire okay so you get you at this point and you said uh you said what what made you decide to do that five years ago and explain what you mean uh, in your case by quietly quitting well i felt like i was more stressed on the job than i was at home hmm. and the more i was at the job meaning working overtime or staying late, I realized that my family was not benefiting. Yeah. It was not beneficial to my family. And I feel like that's what it's all about. That's why you put in the hours. That's why you work late. But when you don't see that manifesting in your children, in your Angela, how we might have dropped. Yes. Go ahead. We lost you for a moment. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. What I was saying was um, I didn't see the benefit concerning my family. The more I worked, the more overtime I worked, the later I stayed on the job, that was less time at home. That was less time with my children, with my husband. And to me, it's never going to be enough. It's never going to be enough money. It's never going to be enough hours. So you really have to come to terms with that. And when you do, you can find an inner balance for yourself. Yeah. You know, it's a personal thing. Some people, they're fine working 23 hours a day. They they don't have any, any issues with it. And to them, I say, go ahead. You know, make that money. But if you realize there's a difference and it's not beneficial to you, then I feel like it's okay yeah. to step back. Do you feel like it's something that's better to do when you're a little older and when you're younger, you should really go for it and do the extra time? Or do you think when maybe you're younger, if you look back and you go, oh, I should have done this from the start? <laughs> well, it all depends on what you do Yeah. for a living. Mm. So as a young person, I would say, yeah, go ahead, knock it out. You're in your your early 20s, you know, go ahead and and make your mark, you know, put your time in. And then when you get like 30, 40, then yeah, it's okay to ease up, you know, and and let the new ones and and let the new ones go ahead and, and, and do what you used to do. Yeah. You know? 
You know, so, I think um, I think uh, Angela, I appreciate your call, and I'm glad that that's working for you, and that you're spending more time with your family and your kids because you can't get that back. Never. Yeah. Never. You can, you Even can, though you make more money, the money to me doesn't compensate. Right. All right, Angela. Because, Thank you for your yeah. call. I appreciate that. You know, uh, I like to say, you know, I stole this from somebody. I don't remember who, but you can steal it from me then because I don't know where I got it. You can, uh, what happens to a lot of people is they climb the ladder of success and they get all the way to the top only to find out that the ladder is leaning against the wrong building. And you're up there all by yourself and on some other building is your ex-spouse and your kids who you hardly know and friends that you weren't able to develop. There is a balance. There's, there is something about taking the, a, and I think a scriptural approach, approach to working well for the Lord, but also having your responsibility towards your family and the people that God has placed in your life. Where do you draw that line? 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We're talking about quietly quitting. Have you been doing that? What do you think about it? 888-528-2557. Vicki in Encino, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, my name is Vicki. Yeah, hi, Vicki. Hi. Um, I think quietly leaving is not... Um, I think it's perspective. I think mm. it's how you look at it. I yeah. think you can truly quietly leave doing your best for the Lord um, and quietly leave at the same time. You do not have to do 80 hours a week all the time. What it reminded me of was when it was COVID, when we got stuck in our homes. I'm telling you, I enjoyed that time because what I did not feel was the pressure to keep up with what we call the Joneses. I didn't feel the pressure to have to perform or to be uh, anything but just being, just being in the Lord, being Mm. me, not having to feel like I had to perform or do. I was quietly in the Lord every single day. And it wasn't like I wasn't like that before, but I didn't have to perform. And so when you're in the workforce, you can quietly leave, but still be in the Lord, but do it half time. And still be in the Lord, but you don't have to be pushing and trying to to gather all that stuff because you can just settle for just being and still enjoy a life doing for the Lord. But you don't have to. It's not about the stuff now. Yeah. It's really just about trying to be. I think that is a huge um, distinction you're making there. Is it about the stuff? Like, is that the reason that we overwork ourselves is because we want more stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. or is it because we need to, you know, for some of us, I know for some people listening, they have two or three jobs because they're just trying to raise a family, put food on the table, you know, and they have to do it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then for other people, they're, they're working really hard because they want the promotion and they want to do well, you know, for that later. But there certainly is a time where we overdo it. I think we all learned a lot during the COVID, didn't we, about ourselves? Oh, oh, yes, we did. And that was really important. That was extremely important. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's perspective. It's, it's huge. It is. All right, so. Vicki, thank you so much for your call and for listening to Southern California Live. This is SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. We're talking about quietly quitting, which is a trend that's going on. And you can hear a lot about it from younger people or on social media. And for many people, the idea is 
the the real idea in a positive sense is the idea that says I'm going to um, not live to work. I'm going to work to to live. Am I getting that right or the other way around? It's the idea that uh, my job's not going to define me, so I'm not going to put in a whole lot of extra and miss out on time with family or friends or other stuff. The debate, though, is is this an excuse just to be lazy or is it a better value system for work? And certainly it came out of the COVID. It came out of a time when we were at home, when people reevaluated their their work situation a lot. I mean, we all did. We're in the middle of what's called the Great Resignation, right, where people change careers uh, during that period of time, sometimes because it was forced on them. Their career went out of business during the COVID, but other people took some time to say, is this really worth it? One guy on uh, on an older guy, I don't know how old he is, but he seems like he's older. He's on TikTok. And uh, this was his response. He does not agree with the idea of not working hard. Here's what he had to say. Good morning and happy Make It Happen Monday. Let's talk about this new trend going around, hashtag quietly quitting. It makes no sense to me. Quietly quitting means that you're doing just enough to get by, to pay your bills and have just enough left over because you don't want to do extra work. Let me tell you something. When I was growing up, you know how what you know what we did? We did whatever it took. You get out what you put in. So if you're putting in just a minimal amount, you're only going to get back the minimal amount. So when you want to go buy that new car or that new house or whatever it is, don't quietly quit. Do something more. So that's a very different approach. So he's an older generation guy. So he's not Generation Z. Maybe he's the, the top of the millennial generation. He's probably Gen X guy is what I think. And he's saying, hey, you know what? If you want more, you got to work for it. You got to do it. There's got to be a balance there, right? What do you think about it? The number is 888-528-2557. When we get back, I'll take your calls and we'll still uh, have this conversation. 888-528-2557. A question that maybe is a big piece of it is this, is are you truly even engaged with your work? A disturbing study came out and said that a lot of people, maybe only 31% of workers born after 1989, say that they're actually engaged with their job. And maybe that's because they're working, you know, at a job that's not career-based, you know. Um, but I, I don't think that's the same. When I had those types of jobs, I worked for Kmart and I worked for Circuit City. And I remember that place that you put on the blazer and uh, told everybody everything they wanted to know about their TV so they could leave and go buy it at Best Buy cheaper? Um, <laughs> that's why there's no Circuit City. Um, but I work there. I would say I was engaged, though. I was definitely engaged in those jobs. Are you engaged in your work? And, you know, what do you think about what is the right Christian work ethic for today? What is that right balance? 888-528-2557 is the number. You can join the conversation at 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. You might have just heard of the new text feature that we have. You can text in at that number. But the phone call number, if you want to call and join the conversation, is 888-528-2557-888-528-2557. 2557. We're talking about quietly quitting and work ethic. What's the balance? What is what is it that 
is should be a right Christian work culture. I'll give you some thoughts in a minute, but we'll take your calls, 888-528-2557. Brett in La Habra, welcome to Southern California Live. Yeah, I, um, yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm a baby boomer, and I grew up with that, you know, the work ethic, like if you want something, you got to earn it. Yeah. And uh, it's shocking to me that the younger generation, I have a daughter who has no plan, she's 20 years old, has no plans of moving out of the house, becoming independent. I mean, this whole thing works if they all can live at home for free or live at home, because how on earth could you afford to pay rent, make it, you know, working uh, part-time? Mm. Like, like how, how, how could that ever happen? You know, so I, I think it's crazy. Yeah, well, there's a certain reality for sure that uh, yeah. people are going to wake up to is that, Sometimes you just have to work hard just to make it, right? Hello, just yeah. just to get your place, and uh, you know that you know. I think that's something that is often missing from this. That there's a there's on the negative side of quietly quitting, right? There's an entitlement that says I should right. have time to go play with my friends and go do fun things and enjoyable things. Also, that those things should be free, right? That's the other problem is you can't do all the fun things if you can't afford it. Yeah. 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 All right, Brett. And, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was going to say they're they're completely they're they have this uh, illusion that I mean, there's nothing free. Yeah, you know, there's nothing yeah. free in this world. Everything you have to earn, and they have they they're living this illusion. And then at what point do they grow up and realize it? I mean, just all the things they're they're missing out on. I I wouldn't have a pension. I wouldn't have retirement if I didn't start working and putting money into it. And now, now in my later years, I can enjoy my pension or my IRA or some people like 401ks. That, that's, that's the whole reason for working when you're young. So when you get older, you don't have to worry about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You said your daughter is 20. Is, is, does she yeah. have a job? Is she working somewhere? Is she going to school? What's she doing? Yeah, but that's a frustrating thing. She actually, she actually had a full-time job and actually quit it because it's too demanding of her time or for whatever excuse. And she took a, purposely took a part-time job with no future of uh, full-time employment, you know? Yeah. And then I ask her, I ask her, how can your friends, and then, you know, afford to pay rent when you only work part-time? They, and then uh, the answer was, is they all live at home. They're all living. They're, <laughs> well, that's definitely like a, big, a big thing here in uh, Southern California because uh, rents everywhere are so high. Is, did you say she's right, going to school? Is your, daughter, is your daughter going to school? No, and that's the other thing. Mm. See, I'm not against a, a kid, a 20-year-old. You know, I'm not against them living at home if they're going to make something of their life. If they're going to a trade school, vocational school, or even college, if they're going to make something of their life. But the, 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 their thought is they just want to, they're getting by. They yeah. just want to get by with minimal effort, minimal, you know, more time for my friends and live paycheck to paycheck. Oh, well, you know, Rhett, I think, uh, and I, I understand where you're coming from. And I wasn't, when I was, you know, I couldn't wait to get a job. I got a job when I was 15 and a half, you know. Um, right. And maybe those things have changed. But if I could encourage you, a lot of my ministry has been with young people. Um, a lot of people learn a lot of stuff between the ages of 20 and 23. Um, yeah. you know, and, and one thing you might do not in a, uh, you know, not in a way of, uh, you know, in a threatening way or anything, but let her know what things cost around your house. Here's my electric bill, you know, just show her the budget 
and don't don't even comment. Just let her know, hey, this is what it costs. And, right. you, you know, she'll internalize that and she'll think about it. And at some point she'll do the math. You know, I think I think yeah. eventually uh, people wake up to the math of what it actually costs. I remember somebody I, I knew really well who thought she was going to make a living on tips singing uh, at a coffee shop. And familiar story. Uh, and yeah. uh, you know, and I uh, showed that person my own budget, and I said, "This is what." And I was single at the time, and I said, "This is what it's costing me to live in this town." There's no way, you know, um, I can do that on tips. Um, and it took her a while, but she came around. You know, so I would encourage her. And you know, at 20 years old, there's there's a lot of time. I, I promise you, she's going to do a lot of growing in the next couple of years. And so, just be as encouraging as you can. Yeah, All right. yeah, because de- de- definitely riding. Uh, I've learned as a parent, you know, if you ride your kids, if you're always, uh, you know, on them about it, you know, that that's counterproductive. It is. You, you know, that all you have to do is just keep, you know, kind of pointing things out. And when they start driving a car, that that's when things are going to start hitting home because she drives a, a, of course, a used car because she couldn't afford a new one, and. Uh, Things break. She just had to pay for some tires, and you yep. know, so I, I truly believe reality is going to catch up. It will. Reality so, catches up with fantasy. So what I would say is, Brett, pray for your daughter that way that reality catches yeah. up sooner. Let her know what things cost, and yeah. just say, you know, this is just something to think about. And uh, but you're right, right. Don't don't write her. You don't need to do that. She'll come around. Twenty years old, yeah. she'll figure it out. Brett, thanks for your call. Appreciate yeah, that. that very much uh, that you're calling. 888-528-2557. You know, the, the balance question is hard, and, and the generational thing is hard. Because, you know, for some of us, Brett, you know, he said he's a boomer. And, you know, one of the struggles that boomers have when they get older, if you're in that generation, is you you feel like you have worked so hard that you deserve the big house and the nicer car and and whatever else. And then pretty soon you live in some huge house and nobody lives there with you. Um and you want to hold on to that. The younger generation sees that and they say, well, I don't, I don't care about those things. I want to have experiences. And uh, I don't think that's wrong necessarily, but somewhere is, is a balance. And the, the concern that a lot of people have with this is that there is not an ethic of working really hard when things really get bad. And you know, as bad as we say things are right now, as bad as the inflation is, as bad as the gas prices are, all that stuff. If you're old enough, you know it's not that bad. You know that there is worse times, and there's war, and there's there's crazy things that happen. Um, we want to be able to work diligently. In the meantime, you know, here's a couple of thoughts for you. Scripture has a lot to say about work. An interesting thing about work is that work existed before the fall, right? So there was work in the garden for Adam and Eve before there was sin, meaning that there is there's there is work that is great, that is glorious, that is of to the Lord. Do this. Work for Jesus and don't work for anyone else. Have this kind of ethic. Proverbs 16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. It's Proverbs 16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. You know, you if you're 20 years old or if you're 75 years old, you got to have some kind of plan, you know, so commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and God will establish your plans. It's a healthy way to do work because when you're committed to the Lord, it helps you decide to have the balance. You can balance family time with overtime. Sometimes you have to do the overtime and it's painful. And a lot of our jobs, you know, if you are, 
a salaried employee. You don't get paid extra for overtime. There's no time and a half, double time. You're just working hard for the same money. Sometimes you have to do that. But there's also times that you, you do that and you really have to question, what are you doing that for? You know, are you doing it for extra stuff and you're not spending time with your kids? My oldest son is 13. That means five years. I've got him for five years. And I realize he's going to go off to college and then come back and live at home because he can't afford anything. That may not be true. It might be that he runs off. In fact, my my 13-year-old, he doesn't spend a dime on anything. He's going to be one of these kids whose, you know, stuff is not going to be his problem. His problem is he won't spend money when he should but it probably means he'll work hard and stuff. And that, and I think about that. I think five years, he's out. And I want to spend as much time with him as I can. You know, I, I can't get that back. And that's something to think about. But when you work for the Lord, you, you balance that. You realize that as a parent, you, you do that while you're parenting. You know, another thing to be thinking about is work motivated for something bigger than just yourself. Be concerned about the people that you work with, your community, your purpose, all of that. When you work for Jesus, you're you're concerned about the big picture. Jessica, who called at the top of the hour, you know, she was talking about praying for her employees over there at the uh, Blaze Pizza and encouraging them and and not be not joining them in the whining of whatever you whine about at work and people do that, but lifting them up. It's such a great biblical work ethic to do that. And then whatever you do, be diligent and honor and glorify Christ. You know, the, the, some of the most important things to be for the Christian in the workplace is not just hard work, it's honest work. You know, don't steal. Employers, employers should want to hire Christian people because they don't steal. That should be the attitude. People should want to work for a Christian because the wages should be fair and the company should care about the employees in the community. And it should be, there should be consideration in the workplace for family and faith and things that are most important. If you're the boss, you know, establish a workplace where people want to work for you because you uphold the right values, their family, the things that really matter. See, all of those things are a part of working diligently as unto the Lord and working for Jesus. It's not just hard labor. Sometimes you have to do that. But it's doing everything to honor and glorify Christ, including having a right work balance. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. I think that's pretty good. So it's. Uh, I think we're learning a lot. COVID, uh, COVID shook us up, didn't it? Shook us up in so many ways, in our families, in our country. It's changing the way we work. People's jobs are, are completely different. I don't know where it's going. I hope that we're learning a lot of good things. I hope that this quitting, uh, silent quitting thing, what's it called, quiet quitting, ends up giving people a better work ethic and not just empowers us to be lazy and entitled. Whatever it is you do, do it for Jesus Christ. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back for hour two as the Tuesday edition of SoCal Live continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.